Coming up on Unpacked. He didn't steal anything. He was just there basically to assassinate my sister. But you know, I, she told me about this and I know who did this. I couldn't even talk because to me, my mom is gone. And surprisingly, that was the last day that everyone spoke to him. do when your loved one dies under mysterious, unexplained circumstances? Today's guests explain their stories. Let's unpack. It was an ordinary Monday afternoon when Ritsidi Sitwe Morage lost her sister Retabile, Affectionately known as Mpe, a wife and mother of two girls had gone to town to do her hair, just like she always had. Little did she or her family know of the fatal events that would transpire. Simonia Church Boys, Kakane's unique brand of comedic videos centered on the Christian church, has made him a hit on social media. Not only is his material hilarious, but it is also relatable content that is born from his own personal experiences. He, however, hardly shares one aspect of his journey, the sudden passing of his younger brother, Siabonga, in 2015. These are their stories. Let's unpack. Joining me in studio today, Ritsidi Sidwe. Thank you so much for chatting to us. Thank you, Lebo. And thank you so much, Simonia, for talking to us in studio today. I thank you too. I'm going to start with, with you. Um, take me to the, the beginning part of what took place in your life with your sister for mm -hmm. us to be here talking today about what we're discussing. Okay, so my sister um, in 2018... Mm. Um, she got married, everything was good, and then... And she was how old at the time? She was 30, 35 mm. at the time. She had two kids. Uh, in 2018, she had a one-year-old and a four-year-old. And then things got rough, things got rough, things started changing a lot. Mm. In what, in um, what way? Uh, things got tricky in her life, um, in her marriage, mm. um, she she just started, she was very bubbly, but then she started complaining a lot about a lot of things. And she wasn't really a pessimist, I'd say. She was very positive, mm. but things just started steering in a very negative light. Mm. Mm. And then in 2019, she sent me a text in the early hours at like four in the mm. morning. And she's like, um, if you find me dead, if I go missing, or if you find me in a car accident, know that... One, two, and three are responsible for it. So she named people. Yeah, she yeah. told me. And she's like, Ah, Tiri, but don't be so worried, man. I'm just, this is just precautionary measures. Should anything happen, just keep this text, save it. So I'm like, but you worry me. She's like, no, don't worry about it. It's fine, okay? Life goes on. My parents moved to a new house. Excitement, excitement. And then in 2020, she started um, at work. She was having issues at work. People were stealing her staff. Um, and then she was dismissed from work. And then she was contesting that. And then um, I think a week, the last time I saw her, she came to my job. She started, she went to Applied Vits um, for teaching. So she was studying and stuff. And then she came there and she was telling me all these things that are happening in her life mm. and what she... She's basically picking up on that 
text she sent me in November. Mm. And then we just, because she was always just, she'd come to me and just vent. So I was listening to her in the parking lot, listening, listening. Okay, sharp. This is like a week before lockdown. Mm. And then time goes, time goes. And then on the 24th of March in the morning, she calls me around six. So she was very troublesome. Like she'll just call you randomly. Oh, I say, oh, sis, what do I was like, I'm not going to answer her phone at six in the morning. And then she calls again at nine. Um, we spoke, we spoke. No, I'm going to do my hair. It's lockdown mm. in two days. I don't want to be running around with the kids and stuff. Okay, no, sharp. See you later. Around two, I get a phone call. Your sister's been shot. Wow. Where? She was at the salon with her two-year-old. And the baby was sitting on her lap. The lady's doing her hair behind her. The door was on her right. So the door, the distance is like maybe, maybe a meter and a half mm. from where she was. The guy comes in. So this was at, this is in Joburg. So in Joburg, people sell random things. Mm. They're coming in, hey, see this, see this. So they're thinking, no, it's another random person taking things out of the stomach to show them mm. what he's selling. To their surprise, it's a gun. The baby's sitting on her lap. And then she's, she looks at the guy. And then the guy takes out the gun. She covers the baby. Mm. This is the, the lady who's doing her hair telling us the story. She covers the baby, she looks down, and then the guy shot her in the neck and in the head. And that was that. So what did the lady who do the head describe um, the energy in the room to be like when that happened? She said it happened so quickly. The baby just, the my sister held the baby. The baby screamed, she's shocked. The guy shoots my sister twice, then shoots the lady, the, the, um, Tina, her name is Tina, shoots Tina. There was another lady sitting at the back. Then she, she says she kneeled down because she's also thinking, hmm. I'm next. So my sister, Tina says my sister fell back this way. She fell, the child is screaming. So then the guy runs off and then the lady takes the baby, leaves the store and then, yeah, that was that. That was that. That was that. Just on a random day. On a random day. He didn't take anything. He didn't steal her bag. He didn't take the cars. The car keys was right there. The car was mm. parked out. He didn't steal anything. He was just there basically to assassinate my sister. So who is the person that called you to tell you that this is what's taken place? It was my uncle. Mm. So it happened around 12 noon. I got the call about two hours later. How did your uncle find out? I think he found out through my dad. So my mother and my father were the first people to get the call. They went on the scene. My so mother, who called them onto the, the scene? The detective called okay. them. So they got her phone. I think they got her phone on scene. Mm. Or the late or Tina. I think it was Tina because Tina, she's very close to my sister, so we've known her for a very long mm. time. So the people at the store know us. Mm. Yes, so that's how they contacted my, my parents. Contacted your parents, mm -hmm. they contacted somebody yeah. um, who then contacted who you. Who then contacted me. They told you on the phone. Yeah, mm. they told me. But I wasn't shocked because of the SMS. So for you, this was a, oh, this is what it's she like, was talking about. Yeah, so it like, oh, wow, it actually happened. So when you got the call that said your sister's been shot, mm -hmm. did they say she's been shot dead or just yeah. shot? She was, she's shot and she died on the scene. Mm. Mm. So what did you do next after getting the call? It was where are the kids? Because I know she mm. had, 
she went with the kids. So the, my first instinct was to go on the scene mm-hmm. and find the children, but the cops had already taken the kids. One child was at Tina's flat, which mm-hmm. is just two blocks from the, the salon. The salon. Mm-hmm. And then the other, so the child that was there with her, the lady who was in the store, took her to Tina's place. Mm. And then the cops fetched the kids at Tina's place and took them to the police station. Mm. Mm. So where did you end up going? So I went to the store. And then when I got there, I found people cleaning. It was a bloody scene. It was bad. And then I asked, where are the kids? Like, they don't know where the kids are. I found my mother. She's not talking, obviously. So I called my father as I come to the police station. And yeah, so then my next... From the salon, I went to the police station. This was in GP. Mm. Yes, GP police station. And when you got there, what was relayed to you? My mother was on the floor crying. Mm. And then I'm next to my father. But you know, I, she told me about this. And I know mm. who did this. And then he's just like, no, wait, 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 wait. Let's mm. just deal with this. Don't, don't take it there yet. Mm. I'm just like, but why? My sister's been shot, what do you mean, you know? Mm. It was, yeah. What did you understand your father to mean at the time? I think he was, he had just saw, he went to go identify my sister's body. Mm. So I think he was in shock. Like he, it was just too much for him. So I think me bringing that up, he just couldn't deal with it Mm. at that moment, yeah. Mm. Mm. So... Uh, what was the next thing that happened? Because now you're at the police station. We're at the police family, station. And yeah. he's saying, don't bring this up, mm. not now. So I'm quiet. Going to, I went to go sit with my mom. And then from there, we're all discussing, okay, where to from here, which was her home with her husband and her kids. Mm. Yeah, so it was... I, I, don't, I didn't even cry because I think that it was the, the, the reality of it hadn't hit... Mm. Yet, and also because of the person she was, I felt that it was in a weird way. I don't know why she let it happen because she knew it was going to happen. So I think I was very mad at the same time that, mm. but you knew why did it ha- why did it have to get to where it got to right now? You know, so I was it was confusing, very confusing. As in, why didn't you do something about yes. it? Because if you knew. We could have helped you. Yes. At the same time, I'm also feeling like I didn't take it as seriously as mm. I should have. But also I felt like if she w- she didn't take a step, I, I couldn't push her to take that step. Mm. Mm. And she was very assertive and very strong-willed person. So mm. I, I wasn't going to be able to tell her, no, let's do this. So mm. no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. She, you know, she made it look very nonchalant mm. when it was very, very serious, especially mm. when there's kids involved. Um, it's interesting that you say the first thing you thought when she called you, when, when you got the call that your sister's been shot and murdered, was, so this is it, basically. Yeah. It's happened. It's happened. I, I, I couldn't even, like, like I'm saying, I couldn't even cry. It was just like, okay, so she was right. Simonia, on your side, yeah. tell us yeah. the build-up to the event that brought you to be talking to me today. Yeah, um, yeah, we're talking about my younger brother. Mm. Um, we were just a year apart. He was 21 um, in 2015. Mm. And what had happened was, so this event took place on a Monday, mm. uh, the 2nd of March. 
Um, but the previous um, Saturday, we had spoken because I was already staying in Johannesburg and he was in Durban. Mm. So I was coming down to Durban to a church service. Um, I attended that church service and I was speaking to him, uh, planning to meet on a Sunday because I was invited to preach somewhere else. Mm. So I said to him, we're going to meet in the morning and then we're going to travel to Peter Maritzburg and my mom as well. And also on that same um, Saturday, he was also communicating with my father mm. um, and my mom as well. So mm. basically he communicated with everyone mm. on, on Saturday. And surprisingly, that was the last day that everyone spoke to him. Um, so when the Sunday came, we were supposed to meet. We couldn't find him on the phone. He mm. had problems with his phone. No one could get him in contact. So we tried everything until we left him. He said, no, it's fine. At um, the time, was he living alone? He was staying in a flat with mm. his friends. Okay. Yes, okay. because he's a, he was a student. Yes, yes. Um, he was a student doing his last year in hospitality. Mm. So um, then we left and we went to Peter Maritzburg, we went to the church service and I was preaching there. I remember um, I took a bus coming back to Joburg mm. at night and my mom was very sick on mm. Sunday. My mom was very sick. I remember praying for her before I left and I left um, to Joburg. When I arrived here straight, went to work. Mm. I was tired, I slept the whole day. Um, and then when I went back home from work, my cousins, uh, I was staying with my cousins. My cousins had got the call mm. um, about what happened on Monday. Mm. So, and then they tell me, um, listen, don't unpack your, your bags. Mm. They, don't, they don't tell me what happened. Mm. They say, um, just take your bags as they are. Um, we're going to the airport. Mm. And... They didn't I, I say. Was, I was shocked. Why? Mm. What's happening? No one is answering, you know. Um, in my mind, my mom was very sick. So you thought Yes, the I'm worst. thinking, okay, you know what? This is it. Mm. Um, then I tried to call my mom because now I'm trying to find out what is happening. Mm. She doesn't pick up. My other cousin picks up um, from the other side. Mm. And I'm like, where is my mom? They say, no, uh, your mom is not okay. Just just come here. Mm. And then we have a chat. So to me, I thought, yeah, it, this it's was really it. her. Yeah, mm. it's really her. And then my older brother, we also a year apart. Um, he texted me and asked me, when last did you speak to daddy? Mm. And I was like, no, I spoke to dad last night. You know, and he says, okay. I'm like, why? He says, no, it's fine. Mm. Just, just come. Uh, and then I go to the airport. That was my very first flight, <laughs> but I was crying the whole journey. Mm. And it must have been the longest it flight. It was the longest, and I was just crying. I remember I sat next to this gentleman who kept asking, what, what's happening? What's mm. wrong? I couldn't even talk because to me, my mom is gone. Mm. And that's it. And you flew so, by yourself. They just covered you to the airport. They just covered me. Mm. <laughs> that was it. And they left mm. me there. And I took the flight by myself. Mm. And I'm just there alone and crying, just crying. Checked my phone, trying to see what is happening. I see some messages on Facebook, you know, some people, because he was a very, he was a very friendly person, he was a people's person. Mm. People loved him. So some were writing things, but not saying exactly 
um, who. They were mm. just saying what saying is happening. Saying things like what? Like what is happening? What is happening mm. to this Kakani family? You know? And I was like, mm. what, did, what did they hear? And I got to the airport in, in Durban. Uh, my cousin came and picked me up. He never said a word. He just drove straight. And it was almost an hour drive. So you arrive home and the first person you see is who? Yeah, the first person that I saw was my mom. Mm. And when I saw my mom, I was relieved. Mm. I was relieved because then I thought, if my mom is alive, I just spoke to my brother. He asked me about my dad. So everyone is alive. Mm. <laughs> I, the last person in my mind is the one who's not alive. So what did you think was going on at that moment? At that moment, I thought it has to be my granny. Okay. Also, you're at Granny's house. Yes, yes, you know, and I don't see her. Yes. So I'm like, okay, it has to be Granny, but why would my cousins not come hmm. as well? Why am I the only one here? The ones that were, you the left in Gauteng? Yes, that yes. left me. So I was confused. There was nothing in my mind that said it could be my younger brother. Hmm. It, there was nothing at all. Hmm. Such that when they set me down and they told me the story that, okay, but talk, talk us through now, yeah. you see your mom, you get, you get out the car, and what happens? When I see my mom, I was relieved, and I went to her, she's crying, mm. you know, and I'm trying to comfort her, but I don't know what for. Mm. You know, I'm trying to comfort her, I'm like, no, it's going to be okay, but I don't know what happened. Mm. And then my aunt then calls me and sits me down, and she tells me that, no, what happened today, this morning, is... Um, your brother was with his friends um, in their flat, and we don't know what happened. But we got a call from the police telling us that he fell from the sixth floor, mm. and he fell with his friend. Mm. So, but his friend is alive. He's 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 alive, but. He's also in a very bad condition. Mm. But your brother, he died on the spot. He didn't make it. Um, I remember saying to her, no, you are, no, you're confusing the two. My brother is the one who is alive. Mm. And, uh, maybe his friend is the one who's gone. It can't be, you know. And I said, no, um, you're dead. Is, is at the mortuary to confirm. And we're also waiting for him to come back. So I was sitting there, not crying, just confused. Mm. And I was still saying, no, guys, I, I, I don't believe this story. I don't believe it. Until they came back and they, they, they told me. The first person that I saw when they, when they came back was my older brother. Mm. Um, you know, his face. When so he, he had gone with your, with your dad? With my dad. Yeah. When, when he entered through the door, his face said everything. Mm. Yeah, said everything. And to this day, I've never cried so hard. Mm. We, 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 we both cried and we hugged and we were on the floor. You know, it was, it was just the most hectic day mm. of my life. Um, but now the problem is, even when we go to his friends, those who were there trying to find out, because the next day we woke up and we went to the mm. flat, 
We were asking guys what really happened here. One says, no, they were playing. They were playing outside with his friend and he was falling. His friend was trying to catch him. And then he also fell with him. But then the other friend mm. said, um, no, they were not playing. They were fighting. And through that fight, then my, f my brother fell and this friend was trying to catch him mm. and they both fell. So his friend was in a coma for two weeks. And then after that, he also passed away. Mm. And the sad thing is we were hoping that he's going to survive and come and tell us mm. what really happened. But then he also passed away. So we were left in the dark. To this day, we don't know what really happened on that day. So, Ritsidisutu, I mean, obviously, you know, that's such a traumatic event that took place at that time. Mm. And what makes it so complicated is the fact that your sister gave you some kind of direction. Now you found yourself at the police station and your dad is saying, not now. So what were the events that followed? So we all then went to my sister's home Mm. where she stayed with her husband and the kids. And now everybody's been contacted. Everybody's shocked. Mm. You, you, you're calling them. You're letting them know what happened. What happened? She was shot short. By who? Why? Mm. You know? And the most traumatic thing about it is that she was shot like she's a mafia. Mm. You know, like she's drug dealing or she's busy with some hectic, I don't know, life that nobody mm. knows about. She was a simple girl raising her two kids, and mm. now she was, like, they made sure that she's dead. Like, who would want to make sure that she's, mm. like, it's over, you know? So everybody's asking themselves, like, but why? Mm. We're at her husband's house. It's just a mess. We don't know. We don't understand, mm. you know? I So now I have this information. So my dad doesn't know yet that I have the text but we had had some some sort of communication that we have we know who it was, but they don't know yet that I know like directly who it was. So fine. What do you mean you had? Oh, oh so as in your father only knows that he has she's an idea. given a hint, but she yes. do, he doesn't know that it's that detailed, yes. and you have the proof. Yes. Yes. So um, we then go back to my parents' house that night, and then my parent, my mother calls me. No, I call my mom and I'm like, listen, I have this text that mm. she sent me. And I show her the text and she reads it. She's not shocked as well. She had an idea, but she didn't know that it was that straight to the point. Mm. Then she makes me read it to my father and some of my other aunts. And now they're all shocked. And the dilemma is, how do we prove this? You know, or is this what we... Th she, yes, she says... This would happen, but is it really what happened? And you know? are the names that she has mentioned people you know? Yes. Or, oh, so it was yes. people you know. Yes. Is it people you know and like? It's people who are close. Close, know? yeah. People you would share a bed with, you know, mm. people you would cook for yes. in our home. Yes, yes. So that's what, that's what made it extremely difficult and we can't prove it. Mm. Now we're dealing with a murder case. Mm. Um, the guy who shot my sister, everybody saw him. He was not covered. Mm. They saw how he 
ran out of the salon. Apparently, there was a car parked on the corner. The car drove off. Right in front of the salon, there was a casino. The casino had cameras. But because it's two days before lockdown, by the time we went there, people are getting sick. The, the cops, the, the detective got sick. Mm. By the time we tried to get footage of the, um, the casino, it was like 14 days later. Apparently, they recycle mm. the footage. We can't get footage. Everything is moving slow, you know? So it, it was it's so frustrating, you know, dealing with... And it, like, you know, like, well, I feel like I know, but mm. I can't prove it and there's nothing I can do about it. When those people that were mentioned... Mm-hmm heard about the passing mm-hmm. of your sister. Mm-hmm. Did they come and offer their condolences to your family? Yeah, but it was cheap. Was it cheap because you know, yeah. or it was cheap in how they presented their apology? The, the presentation, the apology also was just sitting through it. it. There was no real apology. As in, I'm so sorry yeah, for I'm your so loss. I'm so sorry for your loss. Yes, no, it was just, you know, yeah cooking, there's people in the house, so mm. life goes on for them, you know. I didn't mm. see them crying. Um, till this day, like, it's so obvious. Also, there was animosity while she was still alive mm. and she was a fighter. Like, she did not take any nonsense. Like, she would speak her mind and I think that caused a lot of tension. Mm. So, even... During the funeral, it was the same attitude they had while she was still alive. So, in knowing what you did at the time, or let me say suspected. Yes, suspected. At the time. Yes. Was there never a decision as a family that they're not welcome there until you know the truth? Um, my father was so distraught, like he didn't want to fight. He didn't have he didn't have it in him to fight. Hmm. He just wanted to bury his daughter. Mm. and just separate himself. So even till this day, like, it, it's really changed him because he was, just like my sister, extremely, like, very aggressive, you know. Mm. So, like, if we're going to fight, we're going to do it now. But mm. now he's, like, he's not about it. And he told me, like, no, we're not going to do that. Mm. I remember the day we went to go identify her body. Um... I'm like, no, you know, let's do this. Let's out these people. Let's tell them how we feel. And he's like, no, no, no. I don't want anything to happen. I just want to bury my daughter and be at peace. So, you know, I had to respect his wishes. And he was like, I think the fact that he had to go identify her on the scene, mm. he he's like at the funeral. And the funeral, it was... A day after lockdown, mm. he had to speak there. Like, I think there was like 20 of us. Mm. The trauma, I mean, nobody knew anything about no lockdown. Mm. You know, there's 20 people. And he's like, he's seeing my daughter laying on the ground like she was a cow that was slaughtered. Mm. Is traumatic, mm. you know. After that, he was hospitalized for a good four weeks. Mm. Um, I think the hospital is life where they deal with psychological issues. Mm. He was, yeah, he was distraught. Mm. So I think him not wanting, I think he didn't want to fight fire with fire. Mm. He wanted to accept what was. And yeah, that Mm. was that with those people. Mm. So 
when you presented the police with this, yeah, what did they conclude with the investigation? So um, the investigation is still ongoing. Mm. So it's a conspiracy, basically, because mm. we don't have any evidence, a- any evidence, anything factual, concrete. Mm. So yeah, it's still ongoing. What does your gut tell you happened? Um, the people that she said did it, I know they did it. Why did they do it? I think it was based on the fact that they were telling her to do specific things and she did not want to do that. And she was fighting tooth and nail. And she, I think she was in between something to do with money. Mm. And her not listening to them was hindering the way however they were wanting to move. Because mm. she was telling me all these things like for a year prior to her death. Mm. So it's like almost every day when she called, she would give me updates, 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 updates. So everything that she told me that led to her death makes sense mm. why they were under pressure at that time. Mm. Mm. And um, for you, you are firmly of the belief that the people she named are the ones that are responsible? Definitely. Um, are you going to wait in your heart for the the case to be concluded to get the confirmation or you've decided it's definitely them? I don't I don't have to. I think the case will just confirm already what I know. It I think the it would really be a shock if it was anybody else because yeah. she was very vocal about every single thing that happened in her life. If she mm. felt a specific way, she'll say, yo, this person did it today, or mm. no, 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 I'm not going to do this. Yesterday I was fighting with these people at work. You know, mm. she would tell me almost everything. Maybe there are parts that she didn't tell me about mm. her life, mm. um, but because she was so vocal, she had so many friends, and all her friends are saying the exact same things that she told me. Yeah, you know, so that confirms it because I do, I didn't have interactions with her friends like that, and when they found out, they were also like, "Oh no, you know, mm. it must be." Mm. Mm. On your side, uh, Simone. Yes. Um, mm. You said that the friend passed away after being in a coma for two weeks, so yeah. no one from your family got an opportunity to speak to him. Um, well, some of my. Um, <sighs> Some of my relatives did go and visit, mm. but only to find that he couldn't speak, mm. even in the coma. Couldn't speak, he couldn't even hear. So he was just laying there. Non-responsive. He couldn't respond to anything. Mm. So we were hoping that he's going to recover um, because even his family, we were communicating with them, mm. trying to find out um, what, is the, what is the progress, you know, what's happening. Mm. They kept saying, no, he's not improving. Um, we waited, and when we went to the to the police and mm. tried to, to 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 find out and say, guys, can you investigate? All they said was, this case um, we really can't investigate because this is they say because it's the two of them who were involved, and mm. both of them are not here, so there's no one to actually give us. A straight answer, because the friends. Um, this is what is, is is confusing for me. The friends say they were there to us. Mm. They say that we were there. These people were fighting. The other one says they were playing, but to the police, they say we didn't see mm. what happened. So 
really it, it it's really a case um that leaves you in the dark but again you can't do anything about it you know we ended up saying you know what instead of trying to find this out because it opens the womb the wound every mm. time mm. that you 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 try to dig it so it's better to just leave it because it's not going to bring him back mm. and the only thing is just causing pain to yourself mm. so rather just leave the case as it is and just accept the fact that he is gone mm. so but the pain is still there you know mm. um thinking about that um my brother is gone and i don't know how and i don't know what really really happened is painful in itself mm. you know it's better when you know exactly what happened mm. you feel like okay i can move on i know the story but now we are all left in the dark to this day what do you think happened oh, <laughs> you know for some reason um i think that those who were there were involved in what happened and partly responsible for and his responsible death responsible for mm. what happened yes so it's just a matter of not being able to prove that mm. i have nothing nothing um there is an evidence for that but the way that they are telling the story says to me something here is fishy mm. something is not right you know but well what does one do in a situation like this mm-hmm. yeah so for me um it's a pain because this my this one was like a twin to me mm. i was spending a lot of time with my brother i was closest to him um they used to call us twins and what i'm doing now as people know me um as a comedian i used to do that with him you know most of those things but now he's not here mm. so i'm left with a gap in my heart that nobody can ever fill mm. and this is a pain that i i know that people won't understand um but i try to bury it each and every day mm. and try to come out as a person who is okay mm. and everything is fine but i know deep down in me that i wish i can find out mm. what really happened on that day so the case is just Done. Yeah, it's just done. It's mm. left like that. How are you going to find closure if this case doesn't get concluded? You know, I was speaking to your makeup artist. Yes. While she was doing my makeup. And I think she she really counseled me in that session, you know. And she's like, you need to understand that we all have our lives and we are dealt with the cards that we are dealt with. And your sister was dealt with those cards and you need to find peace, you know. And she was giving me ways on how to, like, actually, nobody has actually ever spoken to me like that. And actually coming here, I feel like I actually, I've gotten a little bit of peace. Mm. And I think I'm going to work towards it. Whether the case gets solved or not, you know, mm. there's two little girls involved that we have to raise. And we have to be not just strong, you know, but like you ask peace. I have to be peaceful from within myself. So... I think I got some strategies today on how to mm. start building that peace from within me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from your side, how will you find closure without ever mm. getting the answers? I mean, to be honest, it's been years, you know, mm. uh, living with this and um for me, it's 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 God 
And it's me believing that my brother is in a better place, mm. you know. And by, by that belief, it, it leaves me with some comfort to say, at least wherever he is, I know it's a good place, you know. He's resting. And that's all I have. And for that, I thank God because everything happens for a reason. And God knows why and why at that time. Mm. So with that, I, I do find comfort. Mm. Not really closure, mm. <laughs> but comfort. I think, of course, the difficulty is yeah. um, you might find the answers and you might not like them. Mm. You might find the answers yeah. and you might feel worse. Mm. And you might find the answers that you think you're looking for and wish you didn't know. Mm. Yeah. What I hope for, for the both of you and for your families respect, respectively is that no matter what happens, that justice is served where it needs to be, even if you don't get to be a witness to it. And that's what I wish for the both of you and, of course, for all of your families to have peace. Uh, but there's so many of these types of stories where a person passes on under mysterious circumstances and you just don't know why. And um, the search for answers is valid. I hope no one ever takes that away from you that you, you can still spend the last breath on earth wanting to know what happened. But I hope within that search, you find the peace that the both of you and your families deserve to, to, to have. Thank you, Lebo. So thank you so much for coming to share your stories and um, just being so open with, with your pain and your hurt, you know, and deepest condolences to the both of you and your families. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you for the opportunity Lebo. as well. Thank you so much. It really is not easy in these types of situations where we're talking about loss, grief, but now to grieve in a situation where you don't have answers. Maybe today we need to take an opportunity to ponder on closure and what it is exactly we're looking for when we're searching for closure. Some of you at home right now are watching, thinking about somebody that you wish you could have closure for, getting the answers as to the why, as to the who. My wish for you today is not necessarily that you get the answers you are looking for, but that you find the peace and the strength to get up and continue living and at least honoring your loved ones the best way you can and just celebrating their lives and not necessarily continuing to mourn their deaths alone. And of course, uh, I would like us to dedicate this episode to the lives of those that have been lost, but we do not have the answers today. Hashtag Unpacked with Glebkhile. Share all your stories with us. Thank you so much for joining us. Good night. Next time on Unpacked. Kids are innocent. We don't see color. I also like to believe that I am biracial. How a person identifies is more important than how we box them based on how they look. Unpacked with Rilebukhile Mabocha. New episodes weekdays at 5.30pm on my YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe. Television edited broadcasts weekdays at 5pm open up to S3.